testing, testing. This is not a drill. Yes, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Facey Patrice, and I'm back with another episode. It's been a while since you've heard my voice, so let's go ahead and jump into it with another episode of Crowned. This is the place to wear your crown. Come on, y'all, let's turn up the sound. Uh, if it's slide and put it on back, yeah, that's right, put it on track. This is the crown podcast. Hey, it's been a long time and I've missed you all. I hope everybody has been motivated to accomplish those goals. Everybody's been drinking water and minding their business, okay? As you all know, this is a safe space to encourage, motivate, and inspire millennial people to become the best versions of themselves. I strive to be a voice or an outlet for people who feel lost or unable to express their emotions and how they are feeling right now. So we have a lot to catch up on. Let's go ahead and jump into it with Fancy Thoughts. So y'all know I've been on a health kick for a while and I got really serious about it back in 2018 when I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and I got a trainer. I worked out with a trainer. He was great. You know, then I took a break and then I got another trainer and then it was just I don't know. With that trainer, it was kind of irritating because I feel like he just wanted my money. I should have stayed with my first trainer, and I actually been thinking about reaching back out with him. However, in the meantime, even though I'm not training, I still go to the gym, and I work out and do my individual workouts. But, y'all, I'm not that type of person that's just like, oh, let me run two miles today, or let me get up here, and I'm going to get on the machine and do an hour or the Stairmaster or whatever. That's not my life, and I know my calling, okay? So... Really, a lot of my weight loss or staying maintaining, let's let's keep it real, okay? <laughs> maintaining my current weight, which I'm happy with, um, I have done in the kitchen. And I found an app called Carb Manager. It is amazing. So I just started keto back in the beginning of November. So only a month. And since I've started, I'm down 15 pounds. So this is like lazy keto. Of course, I watch YouTube. And I'm pretty sure if I went all the way in, I probably would have lost like 20 by now. But I'm just I'm happy and I'm just keep going with what I'm doing. But Carb Manager, it has like a thousand recipes for keto. It's like the one-stop shop for keto and low-carb lifestyle. So premium recipes, they have personalized meal plans where you do it yourself and you just like log in different meals. And sometimes if I eat out, which I am trying not to eat out for the month of November, I only ate out twice and that's because I went out of town, but I still manage to watch my meals using this app so I put in a restaurant it was like Outback I got like a side salad so I put that in there and then I just took the croutons off because croutons are carbs and that ultimately would defeat the purpose of Carb Manager. Carb Manager also has like a fitness tracker, which is great. So I'm trying to get in the gym about four times every week. And y'all, that's a struggle. But 
I've set that as a goal and I've been doing very well. And I like how if I put in, of course, I have my Apple Watch on and I could put in, you know, how many calories I burn, that kind of thing. And it's still, it still, it goes down, like it calculates all the carbs and how many steps and all that kind of stuff. It does it for you. It's beautiful. And all you got to do is log it in. It's really, really simple. Anyway, it's $29. They're running a special and it's about $2.50 a month. I think that's what it averages out to. Like when it's not on special, it's like $40. So it's definitely worth the investment. You be paying that anyway in the training session, you know, and it also eliminates the time of getting on Pinterest or Google trying to find low carb or keto recipes. So I definitely suggest looking into Carb Manager. In addition to doing keto, I have been intermittent fasting. With that, I have been using BodyFast. It's not necessarily an app that I necessarily need. However, if you're just getting started with body fasting, it'll tell you when you can eat, when your fasting period is over, and it's really, really cute. It's like Bon Appetit, or it'll give you a notification and say your time is coming to an end. You know, wrap it up, eat whatever you need to eat, sis. Okay, because 8 o'clock, that's it. That's it. That's it. So I really like that. I'm going to keep it. It's free. Free 99. You know, we like that. And it tells you like this week is over. You pick your plans. They have like different ways or periods you can do it. People who intermittent fast, you know, 16 and 8, the different times that you can do it. Don't give me the lying. However, I just pick whatever is conducive to my schedule for the week. So I do like how you can change your weekly fasting. So those are my health kicks. I hope that they are beneficial and that you guys look into them. I'm going to continue this at least till March of 2020 and reevaluate. And then I'm going to get back with my trainer, y'all. This way got to go. Okay. All right. So another topic that has bothered me recently and I've spoke about this before on the show was Gabrielle Union posting a beautiful picture of her family on Thanksgiving and the picture included their newborn daughter Dwayne Wade and their son Zion that had a cute little crop top and acrylic nails Dwayne Wade posted or reposted the picture and Gabrielle and himself both received harsh criticism from people of social media. Okay. Yep. Trolls of social media decided to question the parenting styles of Gabrielle and Dwayne Wade, ultimately suggesting that they should not allow their son Zion to be himself because it does not fit a specific gender role. So first, I want to address all homophobic people (laughs) or people that have an opinion on what gender standards should be. The world is changing. It is 2019, honey, almost 2020. If you are still on this before Adam and Eve, there's no Adam and Steve ideology, I need you to get it together. Society can no longer tell people who and how they should conform. Everybody has a right to love who they want to love. And I'm going to tell you, society is changing. It is inevitable. I mean, RuPaul, Drag Race, we watch it. We see the girls, honey. I live for it. 
And here we have a child who is ready to express themselves. And I can only imagine how difficult it is to be a son of a celebrity, let alone being a teenager with all these hormones and changes happening to your body. I mean, at, when I was 12, 13, I was crazy. No, I did not have a different sexual preference I like men always have but I I was had my own issues I struggled with weight I struggled with personality I struggled with self-esteem and I'm sure this child is doing the same and then let alone be a gay black male it baffles me that people decided to go on and attack this child you are sick Yuck. Any adult that has an opinion on a child and what they should like, what they shouldn't like, you need to drop that ideology. It is inevitable that this society is changing. Second, I want to commend Dwayne Wade because he made a tweet which said that as a parent, my only goal is that my kids feel that I see them, love them and support them. I love that. You know, I just feel like he is a great model for parents and people that did not grow up with that kind of love and acceptance in their own homes. And it's just really sad that people try to drag him for loving and seeing his child. So many parents have a problem with their child's sexuality and they wonder why kids attempt suicide or commit suicide. And how many times have we seen in the story about somebody beat their child because they were gay? I think just recently there was a child left in the car because the dad suspected that they were gay. So what? I just feel like parents should be focused on loving their kids and not about other people's social norms or standard gender roles. I'm so happy that Zion has a family that loves and supports him and allows him to be who he truly is. It could be like Caitlyn Jenner, who decided at, what, 70, 80 years old, I'm not sure how old she is, decided that she wanted to be a woman after you lived a life as somebody else or be another download brother. <clears throat> Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, have a wife, a girlfriend, and still deal with men on the side? All because you're not comfortable being gay because that's not something that was accepted in your household. I appreciate Dwayne Wade for encouraging his son to be who he wants to be and even learning about his community and standing up for the LGBTQ. I think it's beautiful and I appreciate a black man representing fatherhood in this manner and even Gabrielle standing beside his side and accepting that child as her own. That to me is goals. Ooh, y'all done got me hit it on here, okay? Talking about this, I just, I just think it's disgusting that people want to bully and tease a 12-year-old child. And then if something was to happen to him, it would be, I stand with Zion. It's wrong. No, stand on what is right now. Treat people accordingly, kindness and with love. That's it. No opinion about how this child should love and who, what he should look like and what he shouldn't wear and what he should wear is warranted at this point. It's absolutely disgusting. And Zion, I want you to know, I'm pretty sure he won't hear this, but baby, I see you, I support you, and I stand with you. Got me fired 
up. Let's take a break and get into some sponsorships. This podcast was sponsored by Crowned Affirmations. They were created out of love and positivity. Think of it as a cultural relevant mixtape. Whenever you are in doubt or just need a word of encouragement, they are there. Available for download on SoundCloud. So today, guys, I want to talk about different things that you can do after you face hardships. Where do you find motivation to do the things that you have to do versus the things that you want to do? And this topic really came to me because last time we talked about, you know, working in a toxic environment and my experiences with work have not been pleasant. And I think a lot of that spilled into me starting the podcast. And while I was intrinsically motivated to do this because I want to talk about things that cause purpose in my life, I want to be vulnerable to help people be the best versions of themselves while I figured this shit out. I still was not extrinsically motivated because it was taking me a long time to get the podcast off the ground. I wasn't receiving any sponsorships. And I was like, let me take a break and just realize what it is that I want to do with this platform. But then I went back just a couple of days ago and I was looking at the downloads and I underestimated myself. I am so grateful for what I have been able to to do with no big machine behind me. And for that, I give myself grace. And sometimes you just have to really encourage yourself and say, I accomplished this and be happy with that. Now, what I talked about not having pleasant work experiences back in 2016, or maybe 2017, I was fired from a job that I had just, I think it was 2017 because I graduated in 2013 from college. So... I had been there for three years. So 2016, um, I was fired from a job and this job had several different supervisors come into this position and I was under that, you know, I had just finished college. So very young, very naive. And I was expecting, well, I was excited. This was my first job as a college graduate and I was ready to get into the field, you know, and the first supervisor was on her way out. She did not want to be there. She was lazy and very sensitive. I told her one time that I didn't like something she created. It was like a flyer, something. I was going to fix it. And she took that so personal. And ever since then, she did not like me. I mean, she was on my tail. It was a very old school type of job. So it wasn't like anything you can clock out on or just, you know, come and be on time. It would be like six minutes. And then it was like, you late keeping track of stuff like that it became very toxic very quickly so then before she left that's when she was like you know I'm gonna write this note and say what a good employee you were because she had been taking all these tally marks and sending it over to her supervisor pretty much complaining about me so then when she was gonna leave she realized you know why did I do that to that girl now mind y'all I'm 22 this lady had to be in her 70s okay she'd been there for many many years and just pretty much attacked me for no reason could never find a reason to fire me though so then the second supervisor we got along very well he was fired as well <laughs> because he did not want to do the company's dirty work he was told when he came in to get rid of a long time standing employee and because he did not he was fired this I'm just giving y'all this background because this is the messiness of this company okay 
So it took a long time for them to find another supervisor. And in that time, all the employees in the office, it was only four of us, it was a very small office, were taking tasks to run the office. Mind you, no more pay, no more vacation time. We were doing the tasks of our like our own individual jobs as well as filling in for the director of the program. Okay. And we communicated to like the head of this overall company. Okay. I'm just, I'm trying to be very vague because people be like, sis and deceased. Well, bitch, I'm telling my damn story. Okay. And I'm leaving names out. Okay. No name dropping. This is my truth. So finally, after like an entire summer, I'm going to tell you, it was maybe like five or six months. It was it was a very lengthy time where that position was vacant. Um, during that time, one employee left. She found another position and another one uh, was almost on her way out. The one that they wanted to be gone. She was almost on her way out. Sis was tired and she wasn't with the shits. OK, she already knew what was going on. And at this time, she had more responsibility than what she had signed up for. And mind y'all, this was a grant position. So nobody was getting paid big bucks. This wasn't a job where I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm making so much money. However, it was my livelihood. So me getting over or finding another position was difficult for me. But let me get back to the story I had. So now we're down to two employees. So they kind of hurried up to find this next supervisor. And the next supervisor at first, she was okay. My issue was I felt that she was a young black woman, middle age. I would consider myself a young black woman. She was middle age, so close to 40, late 30s, close to 40. And she was afraid that another black person was going to take her job. Now, on my annual evaluations, it would say like I was in the bathroom for too long. Okay, these are things that were problems. And I'm going from fives on annual evaluations to twos. At this time, I reached out to the the person over her and her response was I should communicate with my supervisor. Well, I've tried. So here I am trying to communicate with you. And it was problematic for me because she was a Sora of mine. And I thought that she would be more willing to listen, but I feel like maybe my supervisor had already planted that seed with her and they just wanted to revamp this whole department. What was, an issue for me was that you would take do that at my own expense. That was the problem. Like, instead of telling me, other than the evaluation time, there was no other issue. We just did not get along. We did not like each other. She would talk about me behind my back to other people in the office. And she was just so bitter with her own personal life and that I didn't want to get involved she was mad like she would bring her kids to the office and be like oh you didn't say hello you didn't even ask about my children no I did not I don't want to know (laughs) and I hate to be like that but I don't like mixing personal with professional like I'm here to work I choose not to be involved with your life like she would want to talk about dating and because I was not interested in it it kind of just I think she felt like I had an attitude but I just don't care (laughs) honestly I choose not to get involved 
So what confirmed my suspicion about her not wanting another African-American woman to, you know, even be on her level of skill set. Okay. Taught skills, transfer skills, educational skills, all type of skill set. She would, she asked all of us to do an assignment and we went to some type of training that we were going to meet later that day and talk about the different trainings because we had to split up. So, you know, I completed a PowerPoint because she said we were going to have a presentation. Y'all, the PowerPoint had like three different words on each slide. It was very minimal. And then I talked about each slide, five slides, simple. And this was because we had to present it to the team. I did my job. <laughs> she was like, oh, wow, you, you really did a good job of capturing everything that was talked about. And then when it went around to the next person who, who was ultimately over me that had to do a presentation, she was like, oh, I know we had to do all that. Now, I like to keep it real, but in a professional setting. And thank goodness for Winston-Salem State University for teaching me these educational skills and a way to put that on the back burner so I could be professional so I can go secure the bag. I appreciate y'all for that. So now I'm able to effectively communicate in a professional setting. So because ultimately the lady over me was not prepared, you know, she never wanted to say, well, thank you. You did a good job. You did what we asked. It was just like, oh, what did you say? Like, you know, it was all right. It, it could have been better like that. Downplaying it. So at that moment, that's when I decided I don't like you. I don't like you because this is a perfect opportunity for you to say, well, let me give her the skills that she needs so she can go and be better at the next job. Because I didn't even want her job. Mind y'all, this was my first job out of college. This isn't somewhere that I want to stay for forever. Y'all know millennials, we stay for a good two, three, four, five years and then we moving on. It just is what it is. Again, society is changing. So sis did not do that and she just had her... Her end goal was to be the HBIC in the office. And her problem was I wasn't fighting her for it. Could care less. It's not even something that I want to do for the rest of my life. My graduate degree is not anything dealing with that. <laughs> Y'all were a stepping stone. I appreciate that. However, I was not prepared to be fired the next day. I was not ready well, it wasn't the next day. It was a long story. She fired me and said that I didn't do something. I didn't show up where I was supposed to. And I don't know if anybody else has been fired. Like, if you're fired, you don't receive unemployment benefits. Well, I received the unemployment benefits because I was able to prove that I was wrongfully terminated. In addition to filing a lawsuit against this company for the remainder of my contract. One thing about sis is she's about her coin. Okay. So I made sure that I secure the bag in addition to, I wanted to fight for my reputation at the time. And that's something that, I wish that I wouldn't have spent so much time on, but my pride was hurt. Secondly, or third, fourth, I don't know what point I'm on, the people in the office, I don't like any of them. And I hope that... <laughs> 
they hear this podcast again this is not to hurt harm or shame anybody in this situation I just think it's important that I express myself as clearly as possible because if it's not serving me I need to let you know why it's not serving me so I'm gonna just keep this part short because I don't want to attack people in their office but I want them to understand that I know the ins and outs like one thing was I left a book and one of the employees was like I was going to give it back to you if you asked for it no sis like you knew that that was mine little things like that and then ultimately I saw you later and she told me she was fired from the job the takeaway there would be I don't have to do anything to make somebody else look bad because you're going to do it yourself. Ultimately, she put herself in that situation and the rest of them did too. I saw another one that day. We didn't even speak. You know, it's just kind of like we know what it is and it's not any of their faults of why I was fired. However, I do think they played a role into painting an impression of me because I was young, naive, and I really didn't have a voice at the time. And that's why I pride myself on speaking up because that will I will never find myself in a situation like that ever again. It was another man that worked co-side with um, our department, and he was all invested in trying to figure out what's going on, calling me and carrying on, and then had the unemployment office calling me, trying to do a very verification and all that kind of stuff and I saw him out the other day and I really wanted to tell him about himself but I didn't because I, I'm not even gonna waste my time or my energy and I'm so thankful that I'm in that position because after everything happened that wasn't how I was feeling okay until I got my revenge the best revenge is your paper okay so until I reached that point I was really over everything and it really played a part on my self-esteem I was questioning you know am I truly prepared are my is there anything that I could have done differently it truly was a catastrophic event however it was a great learning experience and ultimately the outcome was the best I did not have to go into a toxic environment anymore I felt so relieved maybe like after a week this is after the the benefits came in this was after I found a new job this is after I was vindicated within the court so things were looking up ultimately but at the same time I was not prepared and since then I've always made sure that I have money for a rainy day that is the biggest thing put some money away pay yourself first because I had to borrow from my mom and pay her back but I wasn't ready I sat down with myself and I asked the right questions in my journal within myself you know why was I fired you know, this was painful and I had to evaluate my shortcomings and laid it all out in front of me. But ultimately, it taught me to learn my flaws so I could grow and not repeat the same mistakes over again and find another job where I am successful, which I did. The second thing I did was tell my support system. So 
my very close friends, my best friends, they were very supportive. You know, we're going sending me jobs, keeping me in prayer. I also reached out to people who were well known in my network, and they also sent me, directed me to the right person and was like, you know, see your resume here. Two of my line sisters, specifically Evie and Lynette, were so helpful to me during this process. Like, Lynette was like, let me look over your resume. She the one who told me to go get my unemployment. She was like, go get your food. Like, get, go get all that shit. That's what she pretty much was saying. <laughs> you can get all of it until you get on your feet. And, like, I had no idea. And this is what she does. So, I definitely suggest that you reach out to people that you may be that may be able to help you and put your pride aside because I definitely had to do that. That's so embarrassing to tell them like I had to get fired. They didn't ask no questions. They didn't ask, you know, what happened. They didn't ask none of that. They didn't judge me. They didn't think any less of me. They just wanted to help me. And for that, I am forever grateful. Another thing I did was have some faith in myself. You know, this was very unfortunate and I was very disappointed in myself. However, it was not the end of my career. It was an opportunity for me to assess my career goals and say, how can I make this better the next time around? And then I shifted those elements and I want to achieve those goals in my life. And I feel the best I have felt. And now this happened a long time ago. I've worked two jobs since then however in my last positions they love me they it had nothing to do with my work ethic on why I was fired and I think that was something that I had to get over and my ego was crushed it was simply because they just did not want me there (laughs) could let me be great okay and I just want to encourage anybody that's out there going through the same thing that sometimes being fired is a good thing you have to feel that it humbled me real quick. Some people, some famous people who have been fired, Oprah talks about being fired. She, was a, she said a TV producer told her that she was not fit for television. Steve Jobs created Apple. They fired him and brought him back. Bigger and better that time. It's so many people that have made it and really, really made a name for themselves. And if you're in this position, it is not the end of all be all. And my last tip is go to God in prayer. I prayed faithfully and I just knew that whatever God had for me was going to be for me. And I know in my heart that God said, you was not going to move. That job was so beneath me and what I could do. He had to get me out. And I'm grateful that that was at the beginning of my career because that will not happen again. However, I'm thankful because God saw fit in me to give me that storm and then bring me out. And anytime when you are in doubt or you feel isolated or you just feel down, go to God in prayer. I promise you he will cover you, he will love on you, and he will keep you. So, y'all, that is all for this week's podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to have a winter series to end 2019 going into 2020. And I look forward to sharing that process with you all on the next episode of Crown. See you there.